Oh, well, brilliant. Hey, welcome to It's Not Rocket Science, uh, five questions over coffee. I'm, uh, I'm here with uh, Dr. Troy, Dr. Troy Hall. Uh, Dr. Troy and I just had a few, few technical issues, which is the wonder of the internet. And I was just a little bit concerned, but we're here today. I'm really glad to meet you and to have you on the podcast. Dr. Troy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, my apologies for the fact that we had that sort of few moments of, of technical issues. It's, it's going to be good. It's, it's always better when we have technical issues. Well, yes, it is. And normally most people want to mute me, not you. So, <laughs> so uh, Dr. Troy offers a consulting, coaching and speaking engagements on culture, leadership, strategy and change. A huge area of experience you must have, Dr. Troy. And I really enjoy our conversation. So let's start with the obvious first question. So who is your ideal client what what what's the problem they've got that you're you're helping them to solve well most of the uh, clients that i work with believe it or not have uh, have made progress toward creating this very important aspect of culture within their organization so my ideal client is the person who understands that culture is important in an organization who believes that their employees are their greatest assets and wants to make sure that they do everything possible to create the very best culture experience. And I work with uh, small companies, uh, again, uh, 50 employees and less, and I have uh, companies I've worked with uh, with 1,400 employees. So the idea is about the not the number of people or the asset size, it's the mindset of the leaders that really make the difference. And so part of my work is helping them create cohesion cultures which is safe workspaces where people have a sense of belonging, are valued and share in mutual commitments. And that's a really important element, isn't it? The mindset, the, the leadership have, translating that into the actions that people see and the behaviors that they model. There's a really big area there of, of work to be done. Absolutely, because here's the deal. For people who really need me, they tend to not, not call on me. The people who have things already put together and are doing really well, they're the ones who call me because they understand that they are teachable. They need to know some more information. They want to take it to the next level. Those are the individuals that, that uh, typically I get an opportunity to work with. And I'm very clear. I only work with organizations when the CEO is behind the project. If the CEO is not on board, then there's no point in even going any further because my reputation and the company's reputation remains at risk. Really important stuff. Let's let's talk about that next thing then, which is those people that, you know, have tried to solve these problems. Maybe the CEO is aware that they need to do something to bridge the, the mindset culture gap and they've tried to solve it without calling Dr. Troy to start with. What 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 is the what is the sort of symptom of the organization that you first go in and see where they're thinking we need to do something here, we're just not sure what it is? Well, the first thing I do is I ask the leaders to engage in this process because I, I think it's very important that they have a perspective. You know, to guide people toward perception and, and perspective requires us to really see things from the same point of view. So I ask them to look into their organization that they think they already know a lot about. And I want them for two to three weeks to really make personal observations in these three areas. One is greetings. How are people interacting with each other? What are they saying? Who are the people who are actually talking to each other? Do individuals just walk in in the morning and go directly to their desk? Mm -hmm. Do they have some greeting? Do they have some sort of way in which they connect? What's the relationship? What's the rapport happening? The next is listen for laughter. 
Now, it's not the har, 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 hit your knee kind of laughter that we're talking about here. We're talking about the lighthearted spirit within the organization. Is there a lot of stress or burnout happening? Can you tell whether individuals are feeling comfortable? Do they feel relaxed? Do they feel confident? And some of that comes within that lightheartedness that happens within the uh, organization and the relationships of people. And then lastly, I look for affirmations. I ask them to say, tell me, how are you affirming people? How do people affirm each other? Do you have individuals who are complimenting other individuals in their own department or in other departments? What are the colleagues and peers relationships? Do you even have an internal process that allows you to, to really celebrate the small wins of individuals who are within the organization? So it's greetings, laughter, and affirmations. That's really interesting. I love the way that you've broken it down there because for me, actually, it is those first few minutes, particularly now as we're in organizations where we're dispersed, we're no longer necessarily meeting together uh, face to face. We sometimes hear on these calls and such like. It's, it's whether or not people have got the ability to just for the first five minutes of a meeting, just greet each other and say hello and build a rapport Yes. You see the real strength of an organization, isn't it? That's when you really begin to understand if people value each other or whether it's just, I've just come in, I do my job and I want to get away from here as soon as I can. Yes, I was on a field engagement in Prague and I had an opportunity to meet with some of the leadership of Duke Manufacturing there. And that is a key component. Greetings are a key component of that organization. And they make sure that the senior leadership is engaged in that process of greeting individuals wherever they see them, whenever they see them. They don't just look at them or, or nod or, or even look down. Sometimes when, you, when people pass each other in the hallway, do they actually make eye contact or do they look down? Do they look away? How do they extend some sort of communication? That really is going to tell you a lot about the real, the real underpinning of values within your organization. And for Duke Manufacturing, that was extremely important. And that came, that resonated through within their uh, production work, within their core values and how they um, really integrated everyone into their team. Brilliant. So I, I suspect, Dr. Troy, we're going to learn something about uh, the next question with, with what's scrolling across the bottom of the screen here at the moment. But, but what's the sort of valuable free resource or valuable free action that you uh, provide to the audience that would help them start their journey? Well, they can go to my website directly, which is on the screen there, and it's uh, drtroyhall.com, and they can take what is called a culture quiz. And so they got 10 basic questions that they can answer very quickly that gives them maybe a feel for what their organization is like. I respond with an email with an attached PDF. And in that PDF, I give you some tips that you can actually put in place immediately right now, get started. And then you can connect with me to actually build out your program. And then we can do a more expansive, uh, what I call culture assessment within your organization to give you a benchmark. And a series of, of things that will make sure that what you're creating is your unique culture. Uh, everything I do is all customized to the company. We take the strategic framework of belonging, value, and shared mutual commitment, overlay that to the organization, and then figure out how to customize what that organization wants to do to bring their culture to life. Brilliant. Love it. I, that's a culture quiz I'm going to, I'm probably going to plug in and uh, get some of my clients to do as well. So uh, drtroyhall.com. That's drtroyhall.com. 
Uh, that's a great, great offering. Thank you very much, Dr. Troy. So uh, my, my, my last uh, question at this section is, is what's the great book or concept of talk that's really affected you that you think would uh, would value uh, the audience hearing about and, and, and starting to abet in their own practice? Well, aside from self-promoting my own book, Cohesion Culture, Proven Principles to Retain Your Top Talent. We'll um, put that down as a given. We're expecting well, yeah, you to say that. Oh, right. Yeah, that would be a given, right? So aside from that, um, I have had so many books that have made a difference in my life. Um, and it's really hard to put my hand just on any one of them. But I will tell you that something that really helped me expand my thought was a book called uh, Generation IY. And it was uh, written um, by uh, Dr. Tim something, I forget his last name right now, but the, the book, what it did is it talked about this transformation of the digital world and how um, the millennial generation was the first generation to surpass its parents, not only in the knowledge, but the use of technology. See, technology is the great equalizer when it comes to all businesses. It's that, that, that technology. And what we're seeing today is so different than what it was before. So I, I think that Generation IY was is one of the books that I would definitely, I mean, there's so many of them. There's the Dale Carnegie book that I've read, uh, Tim Roth's uh, uh, Strengths Finders. I mean, there's a lot out there. That you can there, are some great, there are some great books out there. I must admit, you know, it's a, the great, the great pleasure I have. I, I spend about uh, half an hour each morning just uh, centering myself on what I'm going to be doing for the day, which involves some sort of, you know, some thinking and some planning. But I actually spend about 15, 20 minutes just going through a few chosen texts, yes. key things. And, and that's what I'm now going to add. Well, other than your book, obviously, Dr. Troy, we'll put that one on the list as well. But I'll, I'll add that one to my list and make sure I, I pull on that one. So uh, it's a great recommendation. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And, you know, one of the things I want to give a tip to your uh, listeners is this. You don't have to read a book from cover to cover to be able to acknowledge it or quote it. Find the pieces, find the gems that are there for you in the book. Like look through the index, see what sparks your interest, fill your mind with that. Also inspirational information that will come through podcasts, that will come through uh, messages where you might follow someone on LinkedIn and follow a leadership program. And, you know, and I failed to mention, you know, Simon Sinek's work and oh, Brene wow. Brown's work, which is really great in this whole area as well. So don't be afraid to find eclectic pieces here and there from the books. And if you do choose to quote it, give credit to the author, but it doesn't mean that you've had to read the whole book or take a test on it to be able to say, I've read the book or I've quoted something from the book that meant something to you so don't cheat yourself out of it go ahead no, and experiment I, I love that i i am a real fan of the idea of skim skimming taking pieces because you're right you you can take one or two paragraphs and they can be the thing which you you take from a from a chapter or from a section of a book and you can really get the sense of the book you you, you, you it is it's but it's still the the time to take and read that which i think is important because too many people are, are waiting for the film to come out so that they can avoid the hard work of having to do some some thinking. You know, take the time to sort of think about some of this stuff. I think it's the important thing, isn't it? And that allows you to, to center it and get it properly embedded in your own experience. Yeah, absolutely. And Audible is another good opportunity as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So that gives me my final question, Dr. Troy. And this is what I always call my get out of jail free card. 
Uh, so I've asked you some questions. I'm sure there's one question that you're thinking, I do wish he'd asked me. And now here's your opportunity. What is the question that you think I should have asked you? And don't leave us in suspense. Answer that question for us as well. Well, I think you should have asked me, what is something that is not on my resume so that I can share information with people that they can't get when they go to LinkedIn or they go to my website? I like that one. So you want, are you going to ask me? I, I want you to answer it now. You've cheesed okay. that. What is this piece of information that's not on LinkedIn that we're going to find fascinating? Well, I've had this very unique opportunity. I've traveled to 45 of the U.S. states, six, over 60 countries and six continents. I've had the opportunity to kiss the Blarney Stone, thinking, of course, that when I kissed the Blarney Stone, I would lose all the Blarney that I had. But my wife assures me that is not a problem. I'm still OK. I've been chased by an albino peacock when I was traveling in some of the uh, country land of France. I have uh, shopped a water mall in a boat where you don't even get out of the boat. That was in Thailand. Britain, an elephant, a camel and a hot air balloon. Wow. What an experience those are. And I, I can I can tell you, having written a camel, it is not a it's not a comfortable ride, is it? No, it's really not. So <laughs> let me just tell you, you know, there's something about the one hump. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Dr. Troy, that's been a really fascinating insight to your work. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Really appreciate you doing this. I'm just going to switch banners uh, briefly now and tell you, that, look, if you would like uh, to find uh, yourself uh, listening to really interesting people like Dr. Troy, uh, if you get onto our newsletter mailing list, we send out a mailing uh, probably on the Monday or the Friday before each one of these recordings, letting you know who's on so that you can watch live and if necessary, even ask questions of the of the guests we're talking to. So you can get some firsthand knowledge from people like Dr. Troy. Dr. Troy, it's been a brilliant, brilliant interview. I'm so grateful for you coming on and spending some time with us. Thank you so much. Appreciate all you've said. And I'm going to be going and sort of getting a copy of your book now and making sure that that's on the next reading list. That's uh, Cohesion Culture by Dr. Troy Hall. You ought to be, it ought to be on your reading list. Thank you so much indeed. You're welcome. Thank you very much.